0: Let's get going, so I good the today's daf is Dav chav, page 20 in the Helig of Meseches Kedushin and we're going to pick up about 12-13 uh, lines from the top of the Yomud we're at the two dots, we're up to Tanu Rabbanon, and we're going to cover a few additional fascinating halachas that have to do with an Evet Ivri, with a Jewish, uh, with a Jewish servant, so here we go Tanu Rabbanon, the rabbis learn the social we, and Begap Yavi, Begap HaYetzeh if a master takes in a Jewish servant alone, which means he's single, he comes in with his own body, he's going to leave with his own body. What does that mean? Okay, The same way his body is when he goes in, he leaves with that same body. Says the Gemara, what happened? He swapped bodies? What does that mean? What it means is that if he's single, when he goes in alone, he's single when he leaves. Any Shivcha Kenanis, non Jewish maidservant that he has relations with for children, or he or he has a family while he's by the uh, while he's in servitude, they don't leave with him. He's gonna go out alone. What does it mean that he's going in and out? What it means is that by your kenani, by a non-Jewish servant, they go free. If let's say their tooth is knocked out, if an eye is knocked out, but a Jewish servant does not leave if his tooth is knocked out. Um, Abaye says, "I don't understand." It says that explicitly in the verse; he doesn't leave like an Eved I don't need I don't need Begapa Yova Begapa to teach me that. It says the "Yes, I do." Because he may ask him if I would just have the verse of Leisitze sabadam, that he doesn't go out um, with uh, the, the same way a non-Jewish servant does, doesn't go out with the loss of a tooth. I would say that um, the, serv- the the master has to, if he knocks out, let's say, the eye or the tooth of the Jewish servant, he pays him for the value and he goes free. Therefore, it lets us know that if a master knocks out the tooth of a Jewish servant or knocks out the eye of a Jewish servant, the Jewish servant gets paid for his loss of value, we'll call it loss of value in the marketplace, but he's still not going to go free. Only Nebuchadnezzar goes free with the loss of limb. Yechidi Yitzah, Nechnas, Yechidi Yitzah. he doesn't only teach me about the body, he teaches me single, like we said before, My Amar Nachman Chachig Amar, Yeshla Banim, if he has a wife and kids, um, uh, when he, when he, uh, let's say he's married with a family Before entering into servitude Rabbi Meisle Shifcha Kananis, Then his master can give him a Shifcha Kananis to have children But let's say he was single And he didn't have any wife and children before entering servitude Then the master is not allowed to give him a Shifcha Kananis To mate with while he is there So fascinating Halakha from Rav Nacham Which is that the halacha of a Jewish master having his Ebed Ivri mate with a shiv ha a non-Jewish maidservant for children, he's only allowed to do that if the servant came in already with a wife and children. He has his own family already. So, and you could say, if he has a family, you could have him make an additional family. But if he was single, you're not allowed to do that. Turn around, the rabbis learned, that's why the rabbis, he's nimkar b'monahem, if he was sold for, we're going to call it $100, we're going to 100 and then while he's by the master, he goes up in value. Let's say he gains new talents. The Amar al Salim now worth $200. How do we know if he wants to redeem himself from his master, he only has to deduct from the original price. See, you'd think like this. This guy gets purchased, let's say he's being sold for the value of 100 bucks. Now, he brings $200 of value. He wants to redeem himself. The master's going to say, hey, uh, you gotta pay your current value if you want to redeem yourself. Lucky is no, he only pays his original value. Mikasef He deducts from however much money he was purchased for. Nimkar you two hundred And he became less valuable. Now he was sold for two hundred bucks. Now he's only worth a hundred bucks. How do I know that he has the upper hand and he only needs to deduct from the lesser amount? I it says we would say you follow the original amount. How do I know that if he's down in value, he doesn't need to pay more than his current value? According to the amount that's left on the years that he still has to work. This is only true when I when I'm dealing with a Jew who sold to a non-Jew. Since he could be redeemed by the relatives, the master we find in general has the lower hand. And since the master always has a lower hand, therefore, again, if the servant goes up in value, the servant is going to always have the upper hand, so the servant's going to have to pay the original amount. And if the servant goes down in value, the servant only has to pay the current lower amount. How do you know this is true? Even if you have an Eberivri who sold to yid. That the evet, the servant, always has the upper hand. So we, the word, the gzereshava, Sacher socher connects the halacha of a Jew owned by a non-Jew to the halacha of a Jew owned by a Jew. Amr Abay Abay says, "Are any in the marketplace of tzeriya." He's basically saying, "Come, bring it. Anybody wants to ask any questions, open forum. Let's see. These verses, you could darshan them to be lenient on the servant. You could be strict. Why are we being lenient on the servant? Maybe we should be strict on the servant, which is a very basic question. Which means, like this, we said that the verse which sa- the the verse which says teaches me. That if he goes up in value, he only pays the lesser amount at the time that he was sold. The verse of Kephi teaches me that if he goes down in value, means he pays the lesser amount, like he's worth currently, if he goes down. And the servant always pays less. He has the upper hand. So they asked when Abai is in a good mood, he's asking about to challenge him with any hard question. So they challenged him, they said, "Why? who says to Darsh these verses to always be lenient on the servant, Maybe we should darshan to be strict on the servant. And say like this. When it says, say, that's when he goes down in value, he still needs to pay the higher amount. And the verse which says, he deducts according to the amount of, of years that he, has, that he has left, goes on his current price. When he goes up in value, he's going to have to pay more. Maybe the master should have the upper hand. So if I said, that's an impossibility. Ak-o because in general, we find leniency for the tyrant Now uh, on the servant Now how do I know that? I know in general If there's a choice to be in, in have a darsan something And one, one's going to come out Strict on the other The other one's going to come out Leaning to the other How do I know that? I'm, I'm always leaning towards leniency When you have a Jewish servant Who decides he wants to stay After six years Why is he staying on? Because the master was nice to him it's good for him to be with you. Mm-hmm. He's gotta be with you in food and drink When you have a Jewish servant, the master can't be drinking can't be eating with fine flour and feed his servant bran. You can't have the master drinking fancy wine. Give the servant not as good wine. the You can't sleep on top of comfortable mattresses, and have him sleep on straw number From these halachas in the Torah, we learn: whenever you purchase a Jewish servant, you should know. Your mom is like purchasing a master for yourself. You got to treat him in whatever class the master and his family lives. Now, what do you see from here? That we're always lenient on the Eved. We're lenient on him. We're nice to him. So if I have a choice to be nice to the Eved and darshan the pusik in a way that works for him, where he has to pay less amount, says Abayi That's what we're going to do. Maybe we only need to be lenient on him when it comes to how we treat him when it comes to food and drink. The Torah says, listen, you got to treat another Yid. Make sure he has no tsar. Make sure he's got food. But maybe when it comes to redeeming himself, this is not the time to be lenient because of the teaching of Rabbi Yisi bi Rabbi Khanina, which is the time we learned in the Bri. So, Rabbi Yisi bi Chanino come and Kamakosha, how uh, hard is Avakosho Shvius? Avakosho Shvius is the severity of dealing with even the dust of Shvius, how careful. You need to be with Hokashmita. nice is a person who does business with Hishmita fruit, the Saif Club, In the end you think you're helping yourself, and you so you're hurting yourself. You're gonna end up selling first your movable property because you're gonna be losing money. in the other year all the land goes back to its original heritage. And that's next to the pasuk There's somebody who ends up being an Which means There's something that's purchased from hand to hand Okay So we have these psukim Telling us That if you don't keep the laws of Shemitah You end up selling your your uh, movable objects Because of the uh, Because of the uh, Transgression of Shemitah You're going to be short on cash flow You start selling things in your house Lai Let's say he doesn't notice this He doesn't feel this Now this is so normal So regular Because we know this In our own lives We think things are down We don't tend to take stock Of how we're acting With the Rebbe shalom. He knows he's losing money He doesn't think it Has anything to do With how he's treating Shemitah He doesn't chap He's not catching on To the issues Of what's happening Lesayf Meicher Esed and Eventually not only are you going to lose your movable property, you're going to end up selling your field. If your brother becomes poor, and he's going to sell lands of heritage. Eventually, if he doesn't learn his message of treating his property in the ways of Tyre, specifically in this mitzvah, he's going to end up selling his house. He sells his house in a walled city. Ask the Gemara just a basic question and the grammar. We said he, he sells his movable objects. If he doesn't notice, doesn't feel what's happening, eventually he'll sell his field. And then we said, not if he doesn't feel it, he says, if it's not, other. It doesn't come into his hand to chop either. But we changed the expression. Verse said he doesn't feel it, now he says it's not coming, he doesn't want to get it. Why are we changing the expression? Answer the Gemara, Kid Dhamma Ravuna, Kivan Avera Hutchalai. You're not gonna have. You're not gonna catch on to this. Because once a person is done an Avera, and you're already living a certain lifestyle, and this is just the way it is, this becomes Muttah, this becomes status quo, it becomes normal, and you're not even gonna notice anymore what we should work on. You're not gonna notice anymore. We read Mamish this morning in the Taychacha, in Pashas Kisavai. That part of the ta'icha, part of the rebuke is, if we don't serve Hashem, B'simcha, V'tavlev, a person is going to be like a blind person groping in darkness. In the Gemara, the Gemara asks, What do you mean, a blind person groping in darkness? A blind person, it's always dark. What's the difference to a blind person if it's light outside or dark outside? He can't see anyway. What's the curse of be like a blind person in darkness? So the Gemara says, This question by the Rabbi I see, until he saw a blind person who was holding a torch. And he said, why are you holding a torch? The blind guy said, listen, I can't see, but if I hold a torch, other people could see me and help me. So light is helpful to a blind person. At least somebody else could help you. A blind person in darkness can't help himself and there's nobody to help. Says the Torah. When we turn away from the Rabbi Yishleim, we're going to be like a blind person in darkness. I don't even know what I'm supposed to work on anymore. I don't even... Th- th- things that are averous become mitzvahs. Things that are mitzvahs become averous. We get so confused. Mamish like a blind person There's no guidance. I don't even know where to, where to turn to for guidance. That's what Ravun is saying over here. When a person does an avera over, multiple times, it's now mamish allowed. It's literally allowed? No. El like a hat. In his mind, it's like, there's no problem. There's not even to be something to, to work on. Yeah. Eventually, he'll keep losing money because he's not dealing with Shemitah properly. have to sell his daughter. And then, even though the Amavriya topic is not written over here. The Bryce is teaching us, of a person would prefer to sell his daughter to be supported, meaning to smallen his expenses, lessen his expenses, and not borrow on interest, which is uh, unfortunately an unending payment plan. My time of bar de Eventually, the daughter could leave. For ma'isva interest keeps compounding itself. And then he's going to come to a point where he still doesn't get the message. He'll start borrowing on ribbis. <laughs> <coughs> the to the shouldn't take neshech, you shouldn't take, take ribbis interest. The Then he's going to be like he's going to be in over his head. He's borrowing money with interest. It's compounding, never-ending cycle of debt. So eventually he's going to have to sell himself as a servant. So that somebody else will completely take care of him. <speaking in Hebrew> to yourself to a non-Jewish master. So a non-Jew who keeps the and somebody who worships, worships idols. When it says that he's going to, uh, he's, he's going to be sold to the uh, the idol. What is that? referring to, we now turn to the top of it's like a person sold mamish to an idol itself, Amaliyah Bayi, no, so the Gemara a the question, the Gemara says, how does the Tana know that we should be lenient over here? Maybe we should be strict, you know why this guy is selling himself? Because he's a balavera, he's not living properly, And so the Gemara, Amaliyah Bayi, said back to him, Hosom, over there, the Pasuk puts the Eved back into a good spot, we'll call it, a good space. What does that mean? to Rabbi In the Yeshiva of Rabbi Shmuel, once this Yid went and he became, he started working for Avai Dezara, I would say, listen, you know, just give up on him. Tamar you never give up on the Somebody's going to come and redeem him, and somebody should come and redeem him. So it says, Abai, beautiful. Abai says, Gavaldi. Does you know something? You want to know why I'm darshing these verses leniently? I'll tell you why. I, What led to it is a tremendous avira, It doesn't matter. The Torah still says we got to be merciful. ...on this Eved, even somebody who had to sell himself... ...because he has so much debt, and so much interest... ...and he's in over his head and you could look at him and say... ...it's because you didn't keep Shemitah. You yourself, you're a lowlife, you're a scoundrel. <clears throat> What's your own fault? Zok the Gemara, Zok the Tyra. says, you're still obligated to be merciful... ...and go and redeem him. Says Abayi, therefore... ...since our obligates me to be merciful... I have a choice to to darshan these p'sukim to be lenient on the heaven or to be strict on him and how much he has to pay to redeem himself we're going to take the lenient one maybe the only reason why we're redeeming him is to get him away from the game but as far as redeeming himself we should still be strict because of what we said before yet that eventually he'll keep working and he'll pay himself off Says the Gemara, you're right. That's not a good source for Abaye. Again, we're still looking for a source now of why we're lenient on the Yevad. Says the Gemara, Amr Nachmar Yitzchak Trei Kri Ksivi. There's two verses written. Ksiv v'May Rabbeis Pashanim. If there's still a lot of years left on the contract, Ksiv v'Ma'ad Neshashanim. There's a few, little bit of time left on the contract. V'Chisham Rubeis V'Chisham. What does so this mean? Big years and small years. Elan Nesraba Kasbei Mikasef Mknasa Nesmai Kasbei Kefishah. The drasha is. If he has a lot of money, he makes more money. He's able to buy. If, if his value goes up, I'm sorry. So then, of mgnasa. Then we say he doesn't need to pay the higher amount. He just needs to pay the lesser amount from the time that he was sold. But nesmaikasba. If his if his value went down, then kafishanov, we take the current amount, and that's going to be the source for abaye that we should be lenient. On the servant of how much he pays to redeem himself, and he's got the upper hand. The master always has the lower hand. Says the Gemara. How do you know the Darshan? The verses like that. Maybe what it means is Let's say he works for two years. dalid, and there's still four years left. dalid. We should give him back four years from the original sale but let's say he already worked for two years he worked majority he's got to pay back to now according to this we're not dealing with whether or not his value went up or down all that would matter is how much time is left and if the if the psukim are just teaching me about how much time is left I don't have a source anymore for whether or not I'm lenient on the Evet answers the Gemara Imkain if that was the whole idea over here, so then, say if there's a lot of years left, there's fewer years left, My there's left in the years, what it means is, if he become, goes up in value, and if he goes up in value during the term of the years, so be say, he still only has to redeem himself with the original sale sale money, whatever value that was, if his value goes down, he's sick, he can't work as much, then And this is the proper way for, the, this is the proper source for Abaye as to why we're lenient on the Evid. Period. Okay. We're now going to enter some new questions. Says the Gemara in parentheses, first wide line on Chafam Rebbe's simon, The way to remember these, the next conversations, is Eved, Beis Chatsa'in, Beis Eved, Kroiv. Okay. So here we go. First Shaila, Barachinna may Rav Sheshes. Barachinna asks a question, searching for information. From Rosh you have a year sold to a non-Jew. Okay, could you redeem part of his remaining time, or do you got to pay up everything at once? That's the Shiloh. Okay, in other words, like this: the guy's got four years left on his contract. Five years left on his. Four years is the easiest number to take. He's got four years left on his contract. He has half the money. If he pays it now, that means he's got, he has enough for two years out of the four years. He gives the money now, it'll deduct two years off the remainder of his contract. Now he'll work for two years and leave. Or, can the owner demand, listen, you got four years left. If you don't have all the money now, I'm not taking anything. Now, what's the shiloh? Gulasay, gulasay, mastei achuzen. I'm a gamar. Do we learn gulasay to redeem it from a field of heritage? Mastei achuzen. In English, when you're redeeming a field, you got to pay the full value for it. Afain ami in any So to this guy, if he wants out from the non-Jewish owner, he's gonna have to pay the whole. I don't know. Lekul, I mean, lachomel, I mean. What do we say that no? The the gzeres of gulasay gulasay is only to be machmir, but to be but to be lenient. We're not going to make the exhortation, but hence we could be lenient over here. And if he wants to just knock off a couple of years by paying half, let him do that. Amr Lav Amr Hassam, didn't we already say over there? We're not going to be lenient on him. If you want to redeem yourself, you have to come with full cash value. Full cash. However much time is left, then you pay out. So if you have the value for two years now, so he, he's worried about inflation or losing the money, we're going to say, okay. Hold on to the money, and then in two years, you'll, you'll use it to pay off the remaining two years. Amra Bai says, If you're going to say that you could redeem half, you're going to come out with kula zen See, sometimes you think you're being lenient and you're really being strict. Sometimes you're being strict and you're really being lenient. You come out being makel because then, if the owner purchased him for $100, they're certainly giving him 50 bucks and knock off half of the remaining amount and then he goes up in value and now he's worth 200 so if you're going to say that he could be redeemed partially what's going to happen is you can give him 100 Zuz which is half what he's worth now and leave if you're going to say okay, and he's still, he's still, uh, you have to pay the full amount to get out you'll Then paying him an extra, um, he's gonna have to give him uh, 150 and then he'll be able to go free. Why? Says the Gemara, why do you have to pay higher if he goes up in value? You said you'll always pay the lesser amount. Says the Gemara, I'll give you a case where it could end up being a khumra. Ready? The case is where there was a higher value and then it went lower and then it went up again. So he's trying to redeem himself and it was lower, but then it went up again in value. So he was bought for 200 Zuz and then his value went down. And uh, to let's say, so for $200, went down to $100, back up to $200. So he can always redeem himself at whatever price he's paying for. So if he paid $50 at the time that he was worth $100, okay, so that's going to be half of his value but we said he's not going free. But then he goes up in value. So if he wants to now completely get out, he's going to have to go with the new current price. So in come out le You hear this? Meshkach so is That's how meshkach is the lekula. Come out being lenient because you got half of it out of the way when you were cheap. Meshkach is a lechumra. but if you sold for for two hundred. Yavla Maya Pagatadame went down to a hundred, he paid fifty, vichsif went back up. Uh, uh he's lower value of a Kamal Maya. Yamr going to because he can redeem himself by half. Yavla echam shab nafik. Give him fifty and he's done. If Yamr going to say you can't be redeemed partially, then he's still stuck for the total amount. Hannah Kmeya Pikadan, then who so said the hundred is just gonna be a pikad on the deposit. Yavlu neal nafik, so then he just give him uh, he says, Hold on to the deposit, it's yours, and he's going to be free. A new Shiloh, a boy, a Ravuna Barachino, a Ravuna Barachino, asked another question searching information from Ravsheishas. Somebody sells a house in a walled city. If you sell a house in a walled city, you have one year to redeem it. If you don't redeem it within that year, it is forever with the buyer. Negal lechatzon, can you redeem it halfway or not? Gula soigul zayim, mas deyachuzah gamar. Does a house in the wall? So you learned out from a field of herded mas deyachuzah, and negal lechatzon. Just like vayisteyachuzah, you got to pay full afinami in a negal lechatzon. This this house also, you can't redeem partially. I don't know. Perhaps hechad the gully gully, hechad the gully gully, hechad the gully gully, Maybe by a field you can't do half, but by a house you could. Amar so lei, she says to him, "I'm Joshua, Shabbos Nishma." We can come and hear an answer from Reb Shimon's Jerusha. What is that? We're going to learn out that he could borrow money and redeem his house, and it could be done partially. The tiny to the When a person comes and redeems his field, you could borrow money and redeem your field, and you could do it partially. What is the reason? What's the reason you could do partially? A field you can't. House you could. Whatsoever. I'm sorry? A field you a regular field you can't. But uh by over here, when it comes to a hectic, you could. We find when somebody sells a field of heritage, we give him a stronger kayak, a stronger power. We want him to want to make it easier on him to get his. Field back. Shemigia Yaval Lanigala, that's a Yaval comes, let's redeem his field. It's going to go back to him anyway at Yaval. Hira Kaychai. Sheena Leibev of a Gaiva See, buy a field, he's getting it back by Yavala anyway. anyways. Therefore, we say, listen, if he doesn't redeem it, big deal. It's going to end up back with the family whenever Yovel hits. Makdish, Papa Hektish, Shehura Kaychai has got a weakened hand. Shemigia Yaval Lanigala, if Hektish has it, the the field of heritage. It doesn't go back to him by Yoyvel. Therefore, we've got to enhance, we've got to strengthen his hand. We make it easier for him to redeem it, because otherwise it's going to be gone forever. Therefore, a guy who sells his house in a walled city as well. Since he has a hand, is weak. Why? In what way is the seller's hand weak? Let's say a full year passes and it doesn't redeem it; it's gone forever. we strengthen his hand. We make it easier to redeem it. Otherwise, it's going to be lost. Uh, it's going to be lost from him forever. So, I'll take on the status of of hektish. Okay. So, bottom line is, we had a shaila. The shaila was You sell a house in a walled city. Do we say? Do we give you the upper hand? or not, can you redeem it partially or not? We're answering you could uh, redeem it partially, and it's learned out from the situation of hektish. Says the Gemara Isvei, they asked the challenging question, if he redeems the field of heritage, I'm sorry, if he redeems the field from Hectish, and you could borrow money and redeem your field partially, I would think you can't because of logic. Who's field of heritage? He has a strong hand. The reason why we strengthen his hand is because if he ever comes as redeemed, it's going back. So he's got a strong hand. He's going to get it back automatically. Still, we don't allow him to do it partially. Makdish. Shahura so Kaicha is when a person makes something hectish, he's got a weaker hand. Let's say if, if something belongs to Hechdish, when Yevah comes, you don't get it back. Rather, the but the are going to get it. Ain't If you've got a weak hand already, doesn't that show you got a weak hand? Then we'll keep your hand weak. the And if we're going to keep your hand weak, that means you cannot redeem partially. Says the Gemara, no I'll tell you why. Because when it comes to somebody who sells a field of heritage, See, when you sell a field of heritage, you can't redeem for the first two years. After that, you're allowed to redeem it. <speaking in> but <Hebrew> by you can redeem right away. you got a strong k'ayach. So we see, even though in one way it's a leniency, right? there's a, a weak hand, Another hand will give you a strong hand. Says, <speaking in Hebrew> Selling a hand in a walled city will prove that that's not uh, stringency because he has a right to redeem it right away and also even though he has the right even though he has the upper hand that could redeem it right away still he can't do partially so you see your stringency is not necessarily strong enough to be in place to change the halacha says the Gemara bottom line is what are we walking away from you see you're not allowed to redeem your partially and we just said you could How does that make sense? That's the challenge. That's the isvay, challenging question. Roshesha says you could redeem your walled city house partially from this bryza. You see, you may not. Says Gemara like Kasha. There is no question. Top of tomorrow's daf, Harabanan Ha Rabbi Shimon. Once following the opinion of the Rabbanan, once following the opinion of Rabbi Shimon. Okay. Now what's the opinion of the Rabbanan? The Rabbanan hold that in a walled city, if you don't redeem it, it's completely gone. And Therefore, you can't redeem it partially either. The Rabbanan are going to be strict over here. to Shimon is going to be, is going to be uh, lenient, and he allows something to be redeemed, either uh, partially. Tani one bride says, <laughs> contradiction of prices like kasha ha rabbi shimon like we just explained before it's machoik as between and rabbi shimon again whether it's permitted to redeem the house partially and and or with borrowed money period we'll hold it here for today we'll pick up as from simon that's going to be a uh, Three lines from the top of the Abchaf Aleph, Amar Aleph pick up from there tomorrow morning, Bez Hashem, at 9.30 a.m. Have a wonderful, wonderful week, everybody.